Hey everybody, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Chris is over there as usual. Hello. And I'm Rick. And uh, today we want to talk about it's the player, not the guitar. Oh, that's a good one. So the premise is that, uh, you know, in the guitar communities, we all talk a lot about gear and people, we all obsess about, you know, what kind of guitar you play and... The tone quality, caps, tone caps, and the quality, ups. yeah, and pickups, which is all cool, and it we all love all that stuff. In, it's important. Um, but recently, Chris posted a cool video, and I'd seen the video many times before. But it's Magic Sam playing. What's the song? Is it Sam's Boogie or something? It's or Sam's Boogie, Sam's I believe, Boogie. and it's um, he's actually yeah. playing Earl Hooker's guitar, yeah. which is like a, a Univox, like a very early '70s Univox yeah. bolt neck. Les Paul copy, just like that was before the Japanese even dialed in the really good copy. Yeah. So just kind of a probably plywood yeah. guitar. And it's just this funky copy with a bolt on neck, but he is just tearing it up and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And uh, it was just a prime example of how, you know, depending on the player, you can put almost anything in their hands and it's going to sound good. You know, it doesn't, you know, and again, we love good gear and quality gear and all oh, that yeah, stuff. I, lo- I love it. I love a it's good part of the game. A good guitar. It's part of the game. But it's also cool to just think about what you can do with a, a, a lesser, I guess, a lesser instrument or something. Yeah. And in the hands of the right person, you know, it sounds great. We should post a link to that video of yeah. Magic Sam just for reference because it's watching yep. that video. First of all, Magic Sam is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I mean, he's pure rock and roll. And you watch this particular video too, and you can just see how responsible he was for so much rock and roll oh, yeah. after. I mean, you just listen to what he's playing, and you're like, oh, Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, all these people. Yeah. I mean, they were keyed in. It, was, it started with this dude. He was like, like I said, I just think of Magic Sam as pure rock and roll. Like, yeah. Just like he is that essence, almost like you know Chuck Berry is pure rock and roll. Yeah. So And the video is just really great. His band is Great, and you can see the um, the drummer has a wallet on his um, yeah, snare drum yeah, I love to kind that. of cut back the, the ring. I so love that. It's just really, I mean, his like the way he's you know the syncopated style he has, and the fact that it's like his boogie. It's just so fucking badass. Every once in a while, I have to go find that video yeah. and just remind myself why I love the guitar so much. I love that. But going video back too. to what you're saying, yeah, is. Like the, the saying, it's the guitar player, not the guitar, is very true, and, it, and we all do well to remember that. But like everything else in life, it's it's kind of nuanced. Do you know what I mean? It's like, sure. the, yes, it is, but I mean, you can... It's all about being inspire, inspired and mm-hmm. getting, you know, and getting your getting sounds that make you inspired and make you play. And yeah. that saying is probably less valuable to people starting out because when you first start out, you need any sort of edge that you can get. You know what I mean? I worked in a guitar shop and I got this a lot. Someone comes in, it's like a holiday. Uh-huh. I want to buy a guitar for my daughter, but I'm not sure if she's going to stick with it. So I just want right. to buy the cheapest thing I can. And it's like, I guarantee you, she won't stick with it if you buy the cheapest thing you can, because it's going to be a piece of shit. That's true. You need an edge to get, you know, your roots in and like fall in love with the instrument to where you can develop a sound that becomes the player, not the guitar. Yeah. So the player, not the guitar is way better applied to someone who has developed a style and is able to, you know, I think anyways, I think once you have some sort of style, Uh 
about your playing, then you can get on any guitar you want and you can get that sound out of it. But when you're just kind of like starting out, the gear does matter more, I think. I think I think you're making a good point. And I, and I think the caveat, sure, to, to any of these topics we come up with is like, it's this is not the rule and it's not, you know, it's not to say that every cheap guitar is going to be playable. You know, some aren't. Some will not stay in tune. Some pickups may sound totally shitty. But there are instruments like this bolt-on copyless Paul that are playable and in the hands of a person like Magic Sam he can just make it sound great no it's, it's you true know? I, and, I agree um, with that. So, but I think you're right I mean I think when you're younger and just starting out yeah you want to at least have an instrument that stays in tune and sounds okay if you're going to plug it in or if it's an acoustic if it plays in tune and stuff sure um, but even that like I'm thinking of like a lot of old blues people or, or punk musicians that didn't have any money, or, or rock musicians that didn't have any. And, you know, the best thing they could afford was, I'm thinking of, like, Johnny Ramone, man. He bought that cheap... I mean, part of it was he wanted an iconic guitar that was his own, but right. those old Moserites are notorious for, you know, being finicky and funky Well, they are finicky, but they're like also that, great guitars, and there's a good sure, story, they story are. about yeah. that. It's yeah. like, when the Ramones were first starting out, uh-huh. it was, um, you know, they were getting a stir in New York City, so Lou Reed came down to watch them, oh, and cool. he was really impressed with the band, and he went up to Johnny after the show and said, you guys are great, but you have to get rid of that guitar. And um, Johnny Ramone was like, fuck you, it's my guitar, <laughs> exactly. and he went on to make it like his iconic yeah. guitar. And I, I don't know, I know most rights have a lot of fans, and I'm one of them. I haven't played a whole lot of them, but you're right. It's not a Stratocaster. No, it's not a Les Paul. It's like yep. it's got its own quirks. Remember, um, in the the movie, it might get loud. Yeah, there's that scene where the Edge and Page and um, Jack White are sitting around and they're talking about guitars, and uh-huh. Jack White says. Uh, I like a guitar that has like a twisted neck and it's really hard to play. And I just like the reaction of the other guys looking at him like, what the fuck are you exactly. talking about? <laughs> right. like, you stupid kid. <laughs> yeah. But no, there's there's so much truth to that. And yes, there's like very talented people who have been able to overcome really crappy guitars and get great sounds out of it because they just have the drive. But for your average person, I'm saying like, and I'm not talking about, you you know, you need a Les Paul custom no. to start out with. Yeah. I think we're more talking about obsessing over the gear. This is another yeah. situation that I, I have experience with where I worked in a guitar shop and there's somebody coming in, real nice guy, has, you know, is very well to do, doesn't have, you know, it has a lot of dough, right? Right. So he comes in and he picks out a classic Telecaster, like a 60s Telecaster or something. Yeah. This is it. I want this. And he takes it. He buys it. He comes back later and he says, no, this isn't working for me. So he gets like a Les Paul Jr. or something. Like that. And he comes back and forth. And at some point you got to stop him and you got to say, you know what? It's not the guitar. Yeah, if it's exactly. not working for you, it's like you, pick any one of those guitars right. and just spend some time with it. Exactly. And like just, you know, learn the guitar and it's going to work for you. You know, people talk about tone and where it comes from. And, you know, one of the things I heard a lot is that it comes from your fingers and your hands. It comes from the player. And right. I think a lot of that is true. And this kind of ties into what we're talking about, like Magic Sam on that Les Paul copy. He is just like you know his fingers and him and how he's playing that instrument makes it sound so cool and uh that's what i am totally fascinated by in terms of the individuality of players and also just applying it to like giving somebody any guitar to play and being able to make something happen on that thing or instrument by that you know any instrument really um, and yeah, I mean like Johnny Ramone is a great example what what other examples can you come up with of well an example like a broad example of that that sentiment that I experienced personally was back in the 80s when I was in kind of a 
playing in a band with a, some friends. It was kind of like a punk rock, like, you know, just a shitty punk rock band, having a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And we had the opportunity to open for the Mekons in 1988 or 89 in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And it was very exciting for us because we yeah. were just, like I said, just a little local punk rock pop band. And um, at the time, we had, I mean, I had shitty equipment, like held together with duct tape and a crappy Stratocaster, and our drum kit was falling apart. And we got this show. It was this great opportunity. One of the catches was that to play the show, um, the Mekons were touring. You know, they came over on a plane. They're on a shoestring. They have no gear. Uh-huh. So we can open for them, but they have to use our gear. So we're like, absolutely. That's, that's great. Awesome. I'll play with the fucking Mekons. That's cool. So up to this point, I'm kind of working under the idea that, you know, our band would sound so much better if we had better gear. Right. But we're going to make it work because we're just punk rock. Right. We got there and played our set. It was fine. The Mekons got up there and they sounded fucking amazing. And our <laughs> shitty ass gear. It was like night and day it's like there's no way that our shitty gear that I'm always complaining about and you know like fantasizing What's about upgrading is yeah. holding me back no it, it how was cool not. is that to see right an experience it was. I mean, you know it, yeah it's, it was like the one thing I took away from that was like you know what time to fucking get your shit together and play better because you can do that on that shit that you yeah. have so yeah that's a great point man and that's that's a cool experience to relate is um, just seeing other people play you know, having one set of gear and then two separate bands play that gear. And it's like, wow, okay. Or yeah, or just like letting someone sit in on your instrument or like, you know, or seeing somebody like watching a band and someone's going to come sit in here. They're going to take this guy's guitar and get up there and look. And it's like everything changed. Right. It it sounds like a different band because, you know. Well, and it reminds me of this story, this buddy of mine, um, he's a gearhead too. He was telling me about, I forget what city it was in, but he was seeing Albert King. And Albert's, he played that V, right? And I think it was some custom guitar. But I guess he's notorious for, like, the guitar's way out of tune. And, like, but when he picks it up and plays it, you'd never know that. Right. You know what I mean? Because he never and, like, played I think tune. he yeah. told me something, like, he, I think he was, like, working the show or something, and he tried to, he tried to take his guitar and tune it, and either Albert or somebody said, no, don't touch Albert's guitar. Nobody touches Albert's guitar. Because <laughs> I think he kind of played it and it was way out of tune. He wanted to tune it for him. Right. But again, like that's such a fascinating thing to me, like the idiosyncratic nature of this stuff, right? Like he's got this guitar, it's way out of tune, but once he picks it up, it's like, you'd never know because he's like Magic. just kicking ass on it. Yeah. Right. It's like, damn, okay. I guess he doesn't need to tune it. It's what He just does it on the fly or bends a certain way that it, it, it doesn't matter, you know? I've heard stories so of, crazy. of people, like, checking out Jeff Beck's Stratocaster, picking uh-huh. up and playing, and it's, like, just buzzy as shit. And, you know, how many people, like myself included, I have a history of this, is obsessing right. about, like, buzz on the guitar. i got to right. get the buzz out of this guitar. And, like, to, you know, Jeff Beck, Mr., like, clean fluid, like, his, his guitar is buzzy as shit. Right. But it's just, like, they pick up the instrument, they play it. They play it in tune, they make music with it, and that's like, as a guitar player, that's why, you know, your whole, if you're in, I mean, there's different reasons to approach the guitar. I, it's totally valid for someone to say, I want a guitar for my office, that I yeah. can strum, yeah, you know, while it. I'm, you know, taking a break. Or there's people that, you know, get that and they want, they're down for the haul, the long yeah. haul. I want to master this thing, get as good as I can. And those are both valid ways to play it. But, you know, as far as the player, not the guitar uh-huh. goes, the further down that road you get, the more 
you know, relevant that is. I mean, right. Because like I was saying, like, you know, Albert King been playing so long. He just knows this guitar. He know, you know, it's out of t- even if it's out of tune, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to just start kicking ass on it, you know, or any of these other plays we're talking about. You know, they've developed a relationship like Beck, you're saying, like it's buzzy as shit to some other guy. But he's that's his guitar. And he's played it for fucking how many hours. Right. right. And how many gigs. And it's like he knows that thing inside and out. And the way he plays makes that guitar work and sing and, and do its thing, you know, so. Yeah, and quirky. I, think that's I cool. mean, I, I don't know what this has to say about. I, I love quirky guitars. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, like you know, Dan Electros and, and shit like that. And they have, and you know, quirky guitars have really cool, inspiring sounds in them too. So I mean, it's not about. I think I think we're just addressing more about that obsess, spending time obsessing as opposed to spending time like playing yeah and trying to make something happen on that thing exactly it's it's not really prescriptive or 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 making admonishments or anything but it's just like i'm just fascinated by i'm just a geek in terms of like god there that's what he played on that song or oh yeah that's what he's playing that's insane like like you just mentioned the dan electro like jimmy page he had that dan electro thing with the lipstick pickups that he used for cashmere or some shit and it's like i never would have known that until i saw him play the guitar and it's like god that's cool and that sound is cool oh yeah yeah like you know the first time i saw cat power yeah this 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 woman like and it was just like she had a very like maybe three people on stage with her and she had this Dan Electro, small, short-scale Dan Electro. Yeah. And as soon as she strummed that and her voice, the two things together were just like, like I know why she's playing that. Yeah. Because it just, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. These, these two things together are just like perfect. So, yeah, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't know if we're like staying focused on what this topic I think we is. Are. About, I think we are. because It's I think, interesting to me to talk about this Because I think, I think the bottom, yeah, I think it is on topic because the bottom line is it's not necessarily the piece of gear or the instrument. It's the person playing it. And it's, it's the person playing it in terms of, you know, whether or not they, it inspires them and they can make something happen on it or whether or not they can actually play it and or if it you know what i mean like maybe the, like we were talking about like you're talking about that one guitar it's like if somebody picked up this certain guitar and they go god i can't even play the thing i mm-hmm. cannot play it but you, you put it in the hands of the person who does play it all the time and they make it sing right and that's cool and that's so that's super cool interesting yeah. to me and again it's people it's not, with really high action you're totally like, How can exactly because you i'm so or heavy good. strings you know yeah, or super so light to... strings right like right. supposedly uh, gibbons plays with like fives Sevens or something or you know, whatever but threes threes um but yeah i think it is definitely on top because i think under the umbrella of that whole thing is is all this cool geeky stuff about just um the weird gear we see people play and go, God, that's so good. And it's inspiring. It's like, like Dan Electro's, for instance, I never, I've never played Dan Electro guitars, but I'm kind of, I've been curious over the years when I see somebody play one and it sounds really cool. They're fucking great. Yeah. They're, they're really unique. They're, yeah. they have a great weight. Um, yeah. the, I think the, the early, uh, speaking of obsessing about gear, the, totally. the, the early Korean ones were really good. The ones with cool. the, um, the, the clear maple neck. Uh huh. Those, I had one of those and that was great. Cool. Um, I love those, but yeah, the the real ones, the yeah. old ones, are really great, and, and, it, and they're like no other guitar. I mean, you can. There's no reason not to have one if you yeah, have one because exactly. they, they're just so unique. Yeah, about the way they feel and the way they play. Yep. So. But even like with acoustic guitars, that's always been a thing for me, right? Because even like I remember back in when I was growing up. Like people were playing, there was a, a brand called Lyle Guitars, yeah. and they were like bolt-on acoustic necks. And but again, I'd, I'd see some people play these guitars and go, "God, that person's making that thing work. It's cool." And it's it's this weird, funky acoustic guitar that's got a bolt-on neck, but damn it, it it's 
this it's working in this context. You and, know? and I think we've all met people that and I have like the utmost respect for this. You, you, you play in a band or, or know somebody that's a yeah. musician and they, they don't know shit about gear or care. <laughs> right. They like just arrived at this point where I'm using this guitar to, to, you know, to serve my songs, to play rhythm or lead or whatever. Yeah. And I'm happy right there. Yeah. It's like I never even give a thought. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like really <laughs> respect that. But yet I do gain so much pleasure out of the nerdy aspects yeah. of this. So, I mean, it's like just part of it's like signing on as a guitar player is I'm going to go down these rabbit holes and I don't have a problem with that. But Exactly. But I think, yeah, I think definitely one of my goals has always been as a guitar player is to arrive at this point where you have a style. Yeah. And then there's something where you can pick up someone's guitar and, and you know, it's like I can get me on a, a different instrument. You know yeah, what I mean? exactly. So, these all of these things are kind of dovetailing into this where it's like just the individual nature of this instrument or this player and how they make it work with any instrument i think is is just fascinating you know it's and oh i was going to say within the guitar world there's there's people who look at guitars as works of art and and pieces of beauty and and all this other stuff and then there are just these utilitarian guy people guys right. and gals who are like no that's just a tool that's just like you know like you go into your dad's garage and there's that pegboard full of shit you know and right. they just you know they've got all these tools and they grab one and there's it's like yeah that's all i use i don't care if yeah. i you know and they there's no they don't have any attachment to it other than knowing that that is going to get me this sound i need you know what i mean and i kind of end i've always we talked about that but i I envy that kind of because i you know my guitars become kind of my children it's like even if i don't play one for a long time i i I like it you know i like the notion that i have that guitar i just read a, a really cool interview i think online with steve Earle. Because he has a really amazing collection of flat tops, uh-huh. and he he's like his life. He just has, he just wants something that works. He he has he's kind of the opposite of me. Like take amplifiers. He's like I'm using a Blues Junior or something uh-huh. like that because he because I want something that works. Right. I'm exactly the opposite. I want something that was built back when they were like nailed down. So you know yeah, yeah you might the tubes might be bad or something like that. But I trust you know I I'll trust a, a 70s or 60s baseman amp more than any amp made today right. and that's you know whether i'm wrong or right it's just my level of trust yeah so he's the the same way but you start to see how many guitars that dude has and he's into every single one of the, them that's and he cool. says he feels guilty because he has so many i mean we're talking like like at least 100 maybe Damn. 200 and these are all like you know pre-war martins and Holy cow. things like this but um he's got a really cool take on guitars because i mean he's the guy that everyone just thinks oh he's just the great songwriter rootsy songwriter right. guy but um he's a he's a guitar nerd and um i love hearing his take but i thought it was interesting that you know there's different ways to approach something someone's like i want something new on stage because i want something that's not going to break and there's other people it's like i want something that was built when it's was built not to break yeah because i part my personal experience which what works for me is i have more things break that are made from you know the last 10 years yeah the older stuff i mean you got to maintain it but sure but that was a giant sidestep that's okay well what so so is is steve earl kind of uh, a player that looks at his guitars as children, or is he more of a utilitarian, or is he kind of straddling the He's line? He's a little bit or? of both, which okay, is cool. maybe think of that because definitely as children, he, when you listen to him talk, I'll send you the link. Yeah, to I'd the, love this to see article, that. It's great when you hear him talk about his guitars. They're definitely very much like children, yeah. but at the same time, they're they're like tools to him. When yep. he plays, he takes his music on the road. Yep. He wants you know he wants a screwdriver or a, cool. or a hammer out there that's going to just work for yeah. him. He wants it to sound good, uh-huh. but yeah, I mean. 
he's kind of like a little bit of both. Yeah. Well, this topic also reminds me of people in the past and probably still do it today are just musicians who have no money and maybe they lost their guitar, their main guitar, and they have to go to a pawn shop and get like right. something to play. Or, you know, their gear was stolen and they're in this town and they're like, shit, okay, well, I got to get something. Let's go to this pawn. Like, I just remember reading stories in the past too, like, you know, players would have their shit stolen or something and they had to go to a pawn shop and just get something that would work, right? It's right. like, okay, I guess that'll work for this and show. Depending I on what something. it was. Yeah. Depending on what it could have been, well, so I just went down and got right. a broadcaster. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or no <laughs> caster. Yeah, bucks. exactly. But um, uh, it'll that's do. Sad it'll story do. turned like happy. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just dig that. I, I think that really fascinates me is, is if I go see a live show or if I see a video or just see some player playing some piece of gear that just is or 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 pedals right that that look like ancient or right. or like cheap or but they're making a crazy cool sounds with that stuff and it's that, all good and so i think just as long as you are inspired and as long as you can find a way to make something work that's just another thing to think about right is is to think about gear not just as like oh i i covet this whatever it is i covet but you know, giving other maybe giving other pieces of gear a, a try or or a thought that you might not otherwise try, right? Because um, you know, you and I have been inspired by seeing videos of players going, God, that how is that's crazy? That yeah. guitar should not sound like that, but sure One enough, thing it I, does. Yeah. I don't understand, and I think it's just where we've arrived uh, as or a culture of guitar players right. is. Uh, you hear this a lot, which I never used to hear back. You know, when I first started, is uh-huh. like. I can't play that. The neck is too skinny or right. the neck is too big or the neck is... Right. I mean, I've always been and I still am a fan of having... If I have more than one guitar, I want it, I don't want five guitars that are exactly the same. Yeah. It's like a thicker neck on some things can be like something you grab at one time and you get something else out of it. Yeah. But now I see a lot where people are like, they have one neck style that they go after and right. they want all their gu- guitars to have that profile. And I don't know... I. I don't understand that. I yeah. Mean, I like to mix it up. If I have multiple, I, I mean, I had one guitar forever. Uh-huh. I mean, for years and years and years. Right. And, you know, now that I have more than one, I love that the necks are totally different. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, what am I looking for? Or what am I going to get from this when I pick it up? I'm the same way. Um, but but I can understand, like, if somebody wants this consistency or something for them, yeah. that's their deal. But. I'm the same way. I've got small hands, so I definitely, every time I pick up my Strat or Tele, it's like, oh yeah, these feel great because they're, they're, they just, the profile that is on these guitars fits my hand really well. Uh But I'm the same way. I'm like you because I do have some other guitars that are thicker necks and stuff like that. And it's just kind of, it's kind of fun because it just makes me, it, it kind of wakes me up a little bit, right? It's like, oh yeah, I remember this thing. It's got a little fatter neck and it's a little wider, and it just makes me. And again, it, it makes us play differently and stuff like that, which I think is kind of cool, right? And it kind of harkens back to your quote from Jack White wanting to tame this fucking dragon or some. I don't shit. remember what it was. Yeah, no, I... I remember that quote, and and yeah, they, but but I mean, you kind of think about it and go, oh shit, no, I want a guitar that'll play, and yeah, we do want a guitar that'll play, but I kind of understand his point. It's like, I. I because I have had guitars where they've been a little finicky or something like that, but I dig them. They sound cool, and there's something about them that is working. But they're, you know, they have these little things that are kind of a pain in the ass, you know. So right. it's like I'll get past this because it's it's still worth it to me to play this guitar. You know, if if the amount of stuff was to the point where it's like it didn't make it 
fun or it was just like, okay, this is a fucking pain in the ass. I'll get rid of the thing. But if it's, if there's this little bit of challenge for this instrument, it's like, hey, it's worth it because I, it, because of what it gives you, you know what I mean? Well, it make, it's interesting that you say it like that, because if you think about what we're talking about, so let's say Jack White has this guitar that he, that he has to fight with on stage and he likes it because he can dig in and get, yeah. get aggressive or whatnot. Yeah. And then he has a guitar, like, let's say that's, and I don't know if he does, but let's say he's got like a Les Paul custom or some other guitar that's, you know, just like classic, like low action, you know, generally. Um, so how, so we're talking about, it's not the player or it's the player, not the guitar. So right. he has to sound like Jack White on this instrument right. and he has to sound like Jack White on this instrument, which play completely different. Yeah. So that's interesting that, I mean, and it's like you said, it's challenging. So in order for me to get my Jack White sounds on this guitar, you either you don't you don't go for guitars like that that are easy to play or right. you just play differently. When right. You pick one up. Which is, yeah, I, I kind of like that idea of just like and I have that. I, I know I do. I mean, my, yeah, you do. my like my Telecaster, the frets are getting really low on it. So maple neck. It's kind of hard if you if you like dig in too much, you're going to get stuck on the fretboard and you're going to fuck up. Oh, yeah. And it actually happened a little <laughs> bit last time I played. I got to remember uh-huh. you got to ease up a little bit. Yeah. And so that's like and you know, and somebody just starting out, do they know that yet? Is that something that right. they've experienced or are they just trying to figure out how to make the the chords? And, yeah. you know, so, it you know. I don't know. I don't no, know that's what another, I'm saying with that. No, it's that's just, another good point. It's like, I think it speaks again to like, when you're starting out, get an instrument that is fairly easy to play so that, so that you're inspired and you're not, because exactly, you have enough to worry about without all that other stuff. But, but as you, if you played a long time, you can pick up a guitar that's a little quirky and go, oh, this is funky. But, oh, I see here. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I need to lighten up on the, the touch on the frets because if you know the actions really whatever it is you'll adjust because you're you're making these mental notes as you play the guitar but as a novice you're like ha, this is you know you don't you can't you haven't played enough to know right about and like that stuff, you're, so. if you happen to have a guitar that has really tall frets yeah and if you like have like you know monster hands like <laughs> where you squeeze down on it too hard that guitar is going to go out of tune yeah you'll play that one in tune like you yeah. will like a vintage fender fretted guitar yeah you have to approach each guitar differently so yeah it helps having knowing what you want to get before going in i guess yeah yeah this is this is a wide topic and I it think, is i think we're getting like lost within it in some places but it's finding we're finding new th- areas yeah I, mean, I don't think it's so much getting lost as just discovering kind of these tangential what the fuck are we talking about what, what are we talking <laughs> what the about? fuck are we talking no i i don't think so at all chris i think it, it's an umbrella topic and underneath it are these cool things we've discovered and kind of tangent or tangential to what we're talking about but no i i, I don't think we've gone off topic at all I, it's it's not necessarily the gear it's the player and i think tone i do, i am a believer in that that the tone is really in your hands and fingers obviously the gear matters it's not it's not a it's not all or nothing but i think there's a lot to be said for you know a player's touch a player's you know all of that stuff um has to do with how that person can make this instrument sound good or right. bad you know and and so you know that earl hooker video man it's like that's the that's the bar people should watch and say god dang he's playing that freaking magic sam ma- or magic i'm sorry yeah that's magic okay. sam it's yeah. easy cuz he has yeah. earl hooker yeah. written earl hooker. on his guitar yeah. so. <laughs> but um yeah, and I, I every time that video surfaces somewhere, I, I watch it because it's just so much fun to watch that. You know, just musically, it's amazing. But then when you analyze the gear, because that's what I did. I, I I was watching that video and I'm like, God, that's cool. And that's a cool guitar. Wait a minute. That's a bolt on neck. And then you're watching it and you're going, God, that's a copy. And then he's got those stickers on it and stuff. And it's just it's just so cool. There's a bunch I of think. other um, videos from that concert. You oh, should look cool. them up yeah, if you haven't seen see them that. because yeah. it's all good. And this band yeah. is great. Yeah. 
That's super cool. Or just, I, I'm reminded too of a bunch of older videos that I've watched where people are playing some funky gear from the past. That's not, you know, that isn't like what you'd expect them to play, but it's like, God, they're making it sound cool, you know? Right. And it's really inspiring. Cool. Well, that was fun, man. Yeah, that was right, a good topic. Man, I don't know. Way What's to go, it? pal. We'll have to make sure there's something in there. It's oh, kind I, of I, I all think there's some the tidbits. Map. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think know. there's some tidbits, man. If I guess not, we'll do it again, you know. Right. I guess that's why. That's I mean, why we This is just it. a conversation. It's not Jeez. like there's no right, there's no wrong, there's Lighten no up. winners, there's no losers. Well, we're going to end this one right now. Um, so glad you're listening, if you are listening. Um, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram. Check us out, man. We're going to have some swag one of these days, too, if you want to wear some stuff that's branded with Chris and Rick on it. Chris, you got anything else? No, thank you for listening, and um, we'll talk to you next time. Sweet. Adios. Bye. Bye.